and welcome to this week's episode of Lex Appeal. I'm your host, Lexi White, but you can call me Lex. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. I missed you guys last week. I appreciate all of you understanding that I took the week off to spend time and focus on being with my family at the beach. We had the best time. I got to take my two of my nephews and my niece to Disney World, and it was just such a fun experience. One of them got to ride his bi- first big boy uh, roller coaster, and he absolutely just was such a champ. He had so much fun. I was expecting him to be nervous, and he just wasn't at all. He just absolutely dove right in and had a blast. So um, that was a very, very special memory, and I just put out a lot of hot ant energy, you know, over the last week. It was a blast. I'm like, my hot ant energy is like tapped, but don't worry. I'm sure I'll get it back very soon. So this week, I'm actually going to be talking about five of the biggest lessons I've learned before 30. Obviously, I'm 31 now, so I've learned a lot since turning 30. So I will probably at some point do a follow-up episode of things that I've learned since turning 30. But I was asked this question on my Instagram a few weeks ago, and I thought it might be a fun question to turn into a podcast episode because there's only just so much you can share on Instagram, on an Instagram story. And so I thought I would take the five lessons that I shared there and kind of just expand on those and and kind of tell you guys why those specific things were five of the biggest lessons that I that stuck out to me that I for the reasons that I included them on that list. So let's just dive right in and get started. Like I said, I had someone I was doing a little questionnaire. I had anybody had a question box for anybody to be able to send in questions, ask whatever they wanted to ask. And like I said, someone sent in asking the five biggest lessons I learned by 30. Um, And I said, I think I could list hundreds, but that I just were going to name obviously just the five. Um, Because if I went on and on, I would, (laughs) we'd be here all day. That Instagram story would have lasted a lot, lot longer. But so the first one I put on there was that people care less than you think they do. I learned a long time ago that we all have our insecurities and we all have our quote flaws and we all stress about them so much that we forget that everybody has those insecurities, everybody has their flaws, and every single person's, quote, flaw or insecurity is different. But the thing is, is that people are so wrapped up and so stressed out and so worried about their own that they don't have time to focus on yours, to worry about yours, to think about yours. I said something the other day. It's kind of funny when I get really, really hot, I have a vein in my forehead that just pops out and it stresses me out. Like I absolutely hate it. Um, It's one of my things that just absolutely irks me about myself. And it's so stupid. And I know that, but it's something that I worry about. And I worry that people are thinking about it when they see pictures of me or when they see me in person. And I said that out loud to my brother and my sister-in-law and my cousin and his fiance and they all were like, what are you talking about? What what forehead vein? And it just reminded me that what we think is such a prominent like negativity or negative thing about ourselves is that most other people don't even realize it's there um, because they all said, Lexi, I've never noticed that, all four of them. And my brother would have been like, yeah, you do. That's so true. So whether or not 
that they've noticed it, it's not something that they even recall. So if you sit there and you point out your own flaws to somebody else, more likely than not, people are going to be like, what are you talking about? So just remember that people care less than you think that they do, or they're not thinking the things that you think that they are. The second half of that whole people care less than than you think they do has to go into back to that second half of that statement of do whatever makes you happiest. Life is really, really short and you don't know when your last day is. And if you spent any amount of time trying to fit into a box that someone else wants you to be in or doing things because you think it's going to make someone else happy, you're wasting your time. I had this thought the other day about, it was it was last week, so I posted a reel of me on the beach. Um, I took some pictures of myself dancing around, posing in a bikini while I was at the beach, and I was just sitting there doing that and people were walking by and looking and I was like, you know what? Like people give bloggers and influencers such a hard time, but oh my gosh, those women and men, of course, too, truly, like even though we all, and like I'll include myself in this um, very loosely just because I don't consider myself like an influencer or blogger or anything like that, but to sit there and go and video yourself walking around the streets or take pictures in public, like that takes a lot of guts because people, you know, you worry about what people think, but it also kind of gets you out of that mindset because ultimately you're doing what makes you happy. Yeah, you might feel awkward in the moment or like it's kind of a, you get a couple of weird looks, but end of the day, most people don't care. They see it. They may think to themselves, okay, that's weird. And then they go about their day. They care less than you think that they do. So my statement a few minutes ago about life being really short and you got to chase those dreams and find your passion and go after it and not care what people think kind of leads into my second point, my number two, which is life is shorter than you think it is. And you never know when your last day is going to be or when the people around you's last day is going to be. So you have to tell your people how much they mean to you. Truly. If you followed me for a while or you know me, you know that I lost one of my best friends in a car accident uh, my senior year. And I feel very blessed to have had the opportunity to make the memories that we did just days before she passed. I could have never imagined her no longer being with me or being with all of our friends just 48 hours later. Um, and I look back and I, and I hope that she knew how much I loved her and how much she meant to me. And I find myself now telling people all the time, okay, love you. When I get off the phone, even if it's somebody that's like, not probably somebody I normally would say I love you to or in a text message like love you, you know, whatever. And I think that's because I know that loss. I lost my Nana two years after Shipley passed very unexpectedly. And I would give anything to give her a hug again and just be like, I love you so much. And I miss you. And I, and I just think that we don't take that time like we should to tell our people those things. Um, So I really encourage you to try and do that because 
you just, you don't know when their last day is going to be. You don't know when your last day is going to be. And, and I know sometimes, (laughs) I know sometimes it can be really awkward to tell people that don't normally say I love you to you or reciprocate those emotions. But end of the day, if something were to happen to those people, you wouldn't worry about the semi-awkwardness you felt when you said, okay, love you, talk to you later when you got off the phone. You wouldn't worry about, hey, did I make them feel weird by telling them I loved them and they felt like they had to say it back because they knew how you felt. And that's what's important. So, So tell your people how much you care. Tell a random stranger that you love their nail polish or that you like their top because you just, we all need more love in our life. We all need somebody to care about us. And if it's a stranger on the street or it's your very best friend, check in on him and just say, hey, just thinking about you. I love you. Because that's, that's something that's really important. Number three, when someone shows you who they really are, believe them the first time. That sounds simple, but it's something that I have had to learn over and over and over again especially when it comes to my romantic relationships, but also with friendships and people who I thought were family. Um, But when somebody shows you their true colors, you (laughs) you can't mix those colors up and try and paint them as something that they're not. You cannot rearrange those colors to make your own new color palette and say, Oh, this red flag isn't red. It's it's a pink. That's not that's not how it works. These people are going to be who they are. And if you're in the dating world and a guy sits there and ghosts you or doesn't make an effort to see you, girlfriend, he don't he don't want to see you. That, that's just, that's the hard truth about it. And you can sit there and beg him and beg him and beg him to hang out or to get together or to love you for God's sakes, that is a waste of your time. There are so many other people out there that would kill to be in your life. And if those people don't want to be, or if they cheat on you, or they show you that they're not trustworthy, or if they show you that they only want to be in your life when it's convenient for them, screw those people. Like, that sounds so simple, but it's really not because... If you're like me, you want to believe the best in people. You want to believe that these people are not who they've shown you they are. You want to believe that they're actually these really good people and, oh, they may have just gotten hurt. Or maybe they just, you know, are having a a rough time. Okay, well, maybe they are. Sure, that's a possibility. But are you really willing to waste some of your time begging someone to be trustworthy or trying to convince them that you are worthy of love. You know you're worthy of love. Don't try and convince them. You don't you don't need you should not waste any time trying to convince anybody of your worth. The second that someone makes you apologize for something that you shouldn't be apologizing for or the, the second that somebody makes you question, "Hey, do I really deserve this or not or am I worthy of this?" freaking run. Because those people will not change. When someone shows you who they really are, believe them the first time. Number four, how your life feels 
is more important than how it looks. In a world where social media is just full of filters and things that you don't see behind the scenes, like everybody's home looking perfectly spotless, like that's that's not real life. I can promise you that there is a corner of that person's home that is an absolute wreck just so that one shot on Instagram looks perfect. I can promise you that. Relationships, they're not going to be perfect. Just because you see them on social media and they look amazing does not mean that behind closed doors or behind the camera that everything is hunky-dory. That's a Trey Whiteism. <laughs> Got to just be happy with how your life feels. Because if you're so concerned with how it looks to everybody else, one, you're going to be spending a lot of energy trying to impress a lot of people who don't give a shit, which goes back to my number one lesson, people care less than you think that they do. It doesn't matter how your life looks if it feels like shit. You are not going to be truly happy if you are so focused on making everybody else think that your life is absolutely perfect. You'll be miserable. Life's too damn short for that. And finally, do it all. And allow yourself to fail and then try again. Don't let yourself look back and wish you had chased a dream or told someone how you felt or moved to a new city or took the plunge. Just do it all. Try it. If it doesn't work out, look, I started a freaking fitness company. I moved to New York. I literally knew no one when I moved up there and I loved it. It was the best thing that I could have ever done for myself for the growth that I had when I lived there and the trajectory that it put me on, I could have never fathomed that. I was scared and I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out, but look at where I'm at now because I took the plunge. When I started House of Balance, I had every belief that that was going to be what I did for the rest of my life, that that was going to be my career, that that's what was going to pay my bills. And now at this point, House of Balance is non-existent and that's okay. That is not a negative thing. I've talked about it before. That does not mean it's a failure. It is a lesson. When I say let yourself fail and try again, I mean that in the sense of let yourself figure out what works and what doesn't. I'm not a failure because my fitness company is no longer a company that I run. It was a company that I ran and it was successful while it was up and running, but I realized that one, I had different dreams, and also two, it wasn't panning out how I wanted it to. And yeah, that stung, but at the same time, I knew that it was just a stepping stone, that it was leading me to my next adventure. And there may be, <laughs> you know, I'm here doing this podcast and I love Lex Appeal, and I genuinely, truly hope that this becomes something that I do for a very long time. But I also know that if at some point it if it doesn't work, then this is going to be the next stepping stone. And that's okay too. That doesn't make it a failure. Failures, <laughs> I think so many people are, people are so quick to say, oh, well, that failed or I failed at this. But did you though? 
Because I can promise you, if you tried something and you quote failed, you're more of a success than the people who are still sitting on their asses saying, oh, I wish I would do this or I want to do that, but they never actually try it. So if you try it and it doesn't work out, that's still a success in my book. I think there are so many lessons that we can all take away from our lives and from the things that happen to us and situations we've been in and experiences we've been through. And I think it's really hard to narrow down the ones that that have stuck out the most to you. But but these five, the the ones that I feel like still in stick with me that and you know, a lot of them do. But I feel like these five have been the ones that apply to my life almost every single day. And I think those sometimes are the biggest ones. So I'm going to go through them one more time and wrap up here. But the five biggest lessons I learned by 30, number one, people care less than you think that they do. So do whatever makes you happiest. Number two, life is shorter than you think it is. And you never know when your last day will be. So tell your people how much they mean to you. Three, when someone shows you who they really are, believe them the first time. Number four, how your life feels is more important than how it looks. And lastly, do it all and allow yourself to quote, fail, unquote, and then try again. Don't let yourself look back and wish that you had chased a dream or told someone how you felt or moved to a new city or dove off the deep end with a crazy idea. You deserve to hold on to every single one of these lessons and take them with you every single day and know that, yeah, they seem kind of small, but when you start really sitting down and thinking about them and applying them to your life, you'll realize that these lessons, they're pretty big. I hope you guys can resonate with some of these. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I got to be honest with you guys, I have felt really rusty talking this entire episode. Uh, you know me, I'm going to be an open book and I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel and what I'm thinking. And and I right now I am thinking that this is probably going to be a very interesting episode to edit and look back on because after taking a week off, I feel very rusty and and a little bit scatterbrained, but that's okay. I missed you guys and I'm excited to um, bring some more interviews to you soon. I've got some lined up and I'm excited for you guys to find out who's going to be on Lex Appeal upcoming in the next month. But if you need me, if you want to talk about life lessons, I might even put up a box on my Instagram because I want to hear your biggest life lessons. I think that might be a fun episode. So maybe we'll do a follow up with everybody else's life lessons that I can share. So follow me on Instagram at Alexis McRae White. And I'd love to hear your favorite life lessons. I hope you all have had a fantastic two weeks. I hope you have a great next week. Tennessee plays Florida this coming Saturday. So next week, you might want to prepare yourself for uh, Lexi with a very raspy voice. You never know. So maybe I'll record it before the game. If not, then you'll hear football season voice Lexi. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. And I can't wait to see you back here next week. 
As always, I'm your host, Lexi White, but you can call me Lex. Cheers. Cheers.